Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome after buzzers on tonight's episode of Queen Sugar, Season 4, Episode 8. We talk Raw's reentry program, Charlie's Crusade, and Nova's Epiphany with special guest Nicholas Ass. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome back, Queen Sugar fans. We have a full panel. Uh, again, my name is Shaka Smith with my lovely co-host, Candy Marie, Delmi and Basil A. Daniel, and of course, Mr. Ontario Terrell. We are back, but we have a special guest, Mr. Nicholas Ash. Yay! Yay. Yay. Nick Ash is here. What's up? <laughs> Thank you. A lot of cameras in here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We Happy to be here. <laughs> Happy to be here, truly. So we got so much to go over, guys. Of course, we have our news, our predictions, our big easy scene where we talk mm-hmm. about a little bit of the flavor and life in Louisiana, which you can kind of, you know, give us about a taste of how it was to film down there as well. Yeah, New Orleans is, I always describe New Orleans as the most beautiful, ugly, enchanted, haunted, weird <laughs> place, because it really is all of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I love I love shooting down there, I think the cast does too, because, you know, when you're in that environment, it makes evoking those, you know, deeper emotions that much easier. So yeah, I love the show is so good about giving us those textures of that yeah. city. Um, but uh, we got to get into our overall thought of this episode. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask you guys what you guys thought, and then of course, Mr. Ash, we got to get your thoughts yeah. on this as well. Well, I, I have to say, I think for the past few weeks, it seems like the episodes have been heavy. Yeah. yeah. Like I just wanted to just jump in and give everybody a hug. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. And I, ooh. I'm sorry, everybody but Nova. There we go. It's you know, it's like emotionally like raw and authentic. I feel like when Charlie let out that gut wrenching cry, I felt that in my soul. I felt that in my spirit. Um, yeah, so it's just been an emotional journey. Yeah. I agree. I think the biggest thing for me in this episode was just we talk about the relationship between Micah and Nova, and he looks up to her so much. It was really good to see how her his word is also so important to her, and she really took that to heart. So it shows that that, that you know that mute, there's mutual respect there, and it's not just a hierarchy between like the aunt and the nephew. Yeah, I mean, for me, I thought there was a lot of. I, I like the way people, I thought people came to conclusions. I thought things were happening that moved along and different relationships were solidified that I really enjoyed. Um, but what were your thoughts of the overall episode? I love the episode. I love this season, actually. Yeah. You know, a lot of fans are arguing that it's our strongest yet. Um, and I think that, you know, while it's it's really heavy for us to watch these episodes, that's the reality. You know, mm-hmm. some people feel like they have a boot on their neck for years and years and there is no happy ending where we wrap it up in a bow. And I think that Queen Sugar is depicting that, yeah. is depicting versions of that and um, as a result when we see those pockets of love that happen for Kofi's character and happen for Micah when we see them in love it shines all the more because we've been in this really dark place that seems like it's relentless so this episode I think did a good job of juxtaposing that yeah those characters finding those bright spots and moments to to be happy Um, we're going to talk about Charlie's Crusade 
man, Charlie, Char- Charlie's always ready, but sometimes things will break your back. Uh, and, and we see kind of Charlie going through it and not being able to find solutions the way she's typically able to find solutions. Uh, what did you guys think about Charlie needing to take that step or take that breath, um, Candy, for, for her to actually re- to assess the situation? Well, I, I just felt like Charlie was about to have a panic attack. Yeah. Like, it's just every time we think, okay, well, can she take any more? It's like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like she's about to break. Um, every time we think that she is able to take that breath of fresh air, like Romero, to me, was that breath yeah. of fresh air. And now that we see at the end of this episode, he walked out. Yeah. He, he found out the one thing that we were hoping that he wouldn't find out, and he did. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm, like, concerned about Charlie because I just think that she's reaching her breaking point. Like, it's... It's here. Yeah. It has arrived. Right. She's not reaching. She has reached it. Yeah, it's here. And, yeah. I think, um, when I think of Charlie, I think of what Ignova said when she said, I've been upset before, but I've always treated them like family. I think sometimes when we're in that space where everything is really crashing down, your one lifeline will always be your family. You have one sister, and I think that this is going to open the door for that relationship to be mended because that usually takes a lot of trauma on both ends to really see the light and understand like how everything else is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline doesn't matter when it comes to family. So I think that this is going to open the door to their relationship being mended. I would be mm. thoroughly surprised. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. thoroughly surprised. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't want to root for that. I don't, and, and I don't feel like she's earned that right. I don't think she she's earned it. Just and I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's what it's seeming like to me. Well, I mean, from your perspective as, you know, the son, Charlie does take on a lot on her own. And yeah. she's in the situation, I guess, with Micah where they're kind of working on their relationship. How do you think that is affecting Charlie? Does she have the, does she have Micah's support when she needs it at this t- at this time right now? Now, finally. Yeah. I think that she actually has Micah's support now that he knows so much from the book, that everything has kind of been uncovered. It kind of gives an answer to why... You know, that that moment was weird, or it just puts language to a lot of things. It puts a lot of things in context, you know? And I think that um, the reason that Charlie's doing so much is as a black mother in America, like, you would do so much to not let your children see that struggle. You know, she's still, even though Micah's, like, grown, he's grown as heck now, (laughs) like, she's still trying to create this... um, experience of life for him that he can really fulfill his purpose whatever that may be and i think that at the end of the day it is for her family she does have to make sacrifices and make difficult decisions but i think that i think that charlie will see this through and maybe we'll come out unscathed as as a virgo i think that she (laughs) (laughs) i'm convinced charlie's a virgo like i I can't agree more yeah like if there's not a way that's just you got to just find a way to get that to a yes it's just you know right right you know what i would like to see is i would really like to see Micah at this point because we see her at that place of wow she really might just break for you to really come in and be her protector because for so long we've seen her be that for you and so many other people Mm -hmm. so do you think that that's something that we can expect from your character in the next
next episode or next episodes? I think definitely. I mean, I see the little facial hair thing. I feel like <laughs> he's definitely stepping into like a manhood and an adulthood that he wants to be proud of. And I think a lot of that is rooted in protection of family, protection of the women in his life. So I think mm-hmm. we definitely will see that in the rest of the season mm-hmm. and until season 13 when Oprah gets yeah. bored with us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so one of the great scenes I thought Charlie had was with um, with when the Landry's with uh, Miss Boudreaux mm. and that conversation. Now, for you guys, uh, Dante, as females, there was that conversation about sisterhood and how that was almost used as a way to create a false narrative between the two. Uh, do you have you experienced that? Did you did that resonate with you? How did you read my mind? I literally have a circle right here, and I was definitely going to bring that up. You know, I feel like a lot of times um, people use the word sisterhood loosely, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that was a specific instance. Like you said, creating that false narrative, that false sense of empowerment, like we have each other's back. Um, But I feel like sisterhood is both a good and bad thing. Um, Not bad. It's just, I guess, in terms of how you present it. And in this case, obviously, she was using it for manipulative tactics and, you know, for her own selfish good. I just think that, you know, again, even in the midst of everything that's going on, Charlie is still able to connect to herself and be able to reflect on things that are going on. And I think that that was a revelation for her, especially when she hit her back with the same way you used it, because that's the truth. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any true sisterhood there, but you were going to weaponize that and use that as a tool to navigate, to play your tactics, mm-hmm. which is fine. We understand the intent, but I feel like within that, that was almost one of the reasons that she kind of was taken aback because it was true. So there were a lot of things that I feel like um, Charlie continues to navigate through, and I feel like she's definitely going to come out on stage. But I feel like this is so important for her to understand how the how of how you got here, so you can then face it and move on. Yeah. And, and you know, I think you made a really good point. You mentioned tactics. I think that one of the things that was said: keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Art of war. And that, like, let's be real, Charlie. What we love about her character so much are the tactics that she has used to get what she's wanted this entire what four episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, four seasons. <laughs> My mind's all over the place. So I think it's that moment when we saw them going toe-to-toe, and she, whatever her name is, because she doesn't matter, when she took the mask (laughs) off, and she said what she said, yes, mask (laughs) off, completely, that was a moment. Because I don't think any other female character especially has been able to really, like, go toe-to-toe with with Charlie in that way. So that Mm -hmm. was really interesting to see. And you know what? Mm -hmm. When you said she took the mask off, when she said, no one owns me, I'm not a slave. And, said, and I and I am. I said, oh, okay. That mask came all the way off. All the way. Even when she said that, the men in her family have been diluting Ooh, their the bloodline. Blood now we know who she really is. Yeah. Yes. She's she's really the racist. Yes. In the family. But did we? Is this now? Is this a revelation for it's anyone? Not because a revelation. Goes back into the her true colors are showing. But it was fine that we, with the first time we heard it out in the open. And it's like one of the yes. things where we know it, but we want to hear it. You want right. to know it and like right. pin it down. And she finally admitted to it. And I think sometimes, I think part of the reason we have these sort of discussions about race and everything's heated is because people just don't admit to it. We want to know where you, where you are, where you stand, you know. And this is definitely a mask-off country, a time frame that we're living in right, right now. now. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And for I, good or for bad, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and just putting it in context, I just feel like, especially like being raised in the South, like it's just there's such an understanding of this in but not of, and I think there's always that undertone. Oh, on, it's sis. There's so many undertones of that, so I feel like it's always been very clear, at least to me, and this was just just like, okay, 
they didn't shock anyone, especially not Charlie. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, Charlie's facing herself in that moment and the truth of herself in that moment was what brought that out of her. Right. Yeah, the shaking in Ralph Angel's car. And then yeah. something was also said that we've heard from Nova as well when she she mentioned about her being a mulatto there woman that wants to be white. Yeah. Well, let's run that back. Yeah. That's something that we've heard before. Now, do we agree with that? Charlie? Uh, no, it's the second time we've heard that, y'all. Okay. How do y'all feel about that statement? I think that's something Charlie's been dealing with for a while, but Charlie has owned her blackness, she, she, and mm-hmm. I think she's decided to own it in her deeds. I think she said, I'm going to go down there, I'm going to fight for these people, and they're going to see it, and they're going to know it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where she is right now. Is that your take on it? Definitely. Like, when you said she wants to go and fight for these people, I think what shifted is that it went from fighting for these people, there's been a realization of, like, I am I these am people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is so beautiful to see. And I think what you all are describing... First of all, I love that y'all know this show. <laughs> I do interviews, and we walk in, and they're like, so, Queen Sugar, you know, Sugar's in the title. What's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, like, y'all don't know what this thing is. You know, what's it like meeting Oprah? So I just love that we're, like, dissecting the complexities, because it really is all yeah. of this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, we can't come to one decision about what Charlie going through it. It is, it is all of this. Can I, can I just say, yeah. we're, we're the real deal now. We're the real deal. <laughs> 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 After Buzz. We love the show. Like, we're the yeah. real deal. It's guys. so important. It and, really uh, is. And in fact, we hope you guys out there love the show and uh, give us your comments and your stars. Of course, guys. <laughs> Before we go on to the next topic, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. You know what to do. Comment, like, subscribe, hit us on Spotify, iTunes, chat with us. We'll chat back. We love you. So stay connected and we'll continue yes 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 we appreciate all the love guys if you have questions in the chat for Micah uh, for Mr. Ash we have you <laughs> Mr. Ash who's that <laughs> that's my father <laughs> uh, well let's move on we got um, Ra's re-entry program man it's like you can't win for trying so you know here they are he's, he's really trying to do something and pay it forward and he's risking you know he even back in the day earlier risked his own sort of um, parole to kind of make these steps to create this program so, what do you guys think about how Ra is having to, to deal with the setbacks? I'm just going to say this. My girl, Disha, she said it best. You got to take it one day at a time. No. Now, let's be real. Nobody was surprised when he sat in that room full of people that weren't even his peers. And the moment that we saw those faces, we already knew what it was. Yeah. They didn't want to give him a chance. All those faces that are inside of the reentry program are black people as well. They don't want to see black people um, rise above where they came from and do better for themselves. That was no surprise, but it, it did hurt. It did yeah. hurt me to see Ralph Angel hurting. And, and, and for me, I wasn't. I'm, not, I'm still not actually sure which way they're going to come out on that board. But what showed me, I saw the lack of empathy. You know, some, absolutely. So sometimes things can go in your favor because they look at the metrics of what what they're looking at. But the lack of empathy, I thought, was what shocked me. So th- I don't know if they're going to look at it as a black-brown issue or so much as a numbers issue and not care about what happens to these people or their lives. I agree with that. I saw the reality of the law yeah. because that's exactly what it is. You can mm-hmm. have all these dreams, and but it's such an institution that mm-hmm. you really, everything is an uphill battle, no matter how much passion you put into it. So it's less about empathy and more about the realities and the logistics of things. And it's just like, yeah, how are you going to pay these people? They're like, I don't care what your intent is and who you care for and what you want to do. I don't want to necessarily say that it was 
with malice, but I just think that that's very much how the legal system is set up to run. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was just going to say, I feel like it's the reality of black men in America. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you think you're taking 10 steps ahead, then you get pushed back 45 steps. And yeah. you're like, you know, it feels like the world, is on your, yes, yeah. the world is on your shoulders. So. so do you, when you're looking at those storylines, like how much or how involved do you get with the storylines that you're not directly a part of? Especially when it kind of informs, I guess, the tapestry of the show. I love reading the entire script always because I feel like the storylines all inform each other yeah. in some way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm always looking at the script. I'm like, they got Kofi crying again, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, um, um, so I love reading the full thing, but we don't get to see each other's performances. Yeah. So as you all see it on TV, we see it as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm just constantly in awe of of the performances, and every actor on the show mm-hmm. is a huge advocate for these themes that are being portrayed. You know. Mm-hmm. We walk the talk we talk about walking seriously so um i forgot what your question was man. <laughs> <laughs> well our engine boot says get the mic a little bit closer okay yeah Watch but this. yeah but just being nice Bam. but basically if you were just getting informed about the other storylines because i think yeah, yeah. i think even if you're not directly involved it just really creates that that atmosphere of queen sugar that uh, we're getting that beautiful scenery of what's actually taking place in louisiana no right. yeah definitely yeah. I think that's really important because, like you said, it's all intersected. It's to, to understand why Darla would call him and why he would get up. You need to know what he has been going through and all the different things that kind of like are on the, on the tone with you now. Like, yeah. I brought Darla up yeah. because it's going to happen. Yeah. I saw that. Right. You know what? Do you see how he got up? Okay, sorry, I'll just wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. You see where his heart is, though. Do you see where his heart is? Well, before we get there, I saw his heart with Disha. Paul, can we take a poll? Can we take a I'm going to let it. What was the date? What was it? Like two weeks ago, I like set the date, and I was like, "You guys are going to remember this when I tell you they're going to get back together, and we're going to rewind to this date." I think this is a great time for a poll. What do you guys Let's think? Do I think yeah, we should take it to the chat because oh, yeah, the chat absolutely. is on fire right now. Yeah, I'm talking. People are going crazy. Um, in the chat, hey guys, if you're if you're watching and listening, please let us know if you are you Team Darla or Team Disha, and if we could just politely take a poll up here, yeah, Team Darla, are you Team Darla? I'm Team Darla. Why? Why would you be shocked? Okay, good. Okay, so we're on the same team, friend. Well, you said Team Darla? Yes. Oh. I want the family to be oh. reunited. <laughs> 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 I'm, yeah, I'm all about the family. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's because we've been seeing eye to eye, but I'm sorry, sis. Yes. <laughs> so I love I've Disha. been holding it down for Darla alone, it feels like. No, 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 no. I love Disha. I think Disha, I love her storyline, but I'm all about reuniting the family. That's right. Okay, okay. Ooh, I hear you. I respect that. I'm kind of walking on landmines in this interview because I'm like, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to be like, wait, what was wait. If you were the observer and you were watching, right. who would no, you be for? Me personally, as a viewer, being completely objective, I'm not Mike, I'm just a viewer. I gotta say I'm Team Disha. Let me tell you why. Okay. There is mending and fixing, and you know they have to move past them. Meaning uh, Rot and Darla, they have to move past those hurts, traumas, upsets, disappointments that they've experienced in their lives before they can create an environment that is stable enough for Blue. Yeah. Right now they can do that on their own. You know what I mean? Come into my home and let me, you know, cater to you. But when they add that their, you know, romantic thing into it, it becomes turbulent and unsafe. And yeah. and Blue doesn't need to overhear an argument every night. You know what I mean? I mean, Blue doesn't need to hear the fussing and fighting. Yeah. So right now, I'm Team Disha, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and you, he had Disha over for dinner at his house, and she takes the plates. She that that to me was just a, a beautiful. That was just so beautiful. Yeah. And you, if you know, he noticed too. He was like, "Oh!" Well, and then he's crying, and she sits on him, and they're making out while yeah. he's bawling. Right. 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 
don't do that unless it's real. All right. But see, here's the thing what I love about them. I feel like she brings out a sense of mental and emotional maturity with Ralph Angel. Yeah. Even like the yes. um the advice that she provided him, you know, let fear either stall you or drive you. Oh, I'm right. like, well, <laughs> sis, are you talking to me or him? Well, <laughs> <I'm looking laughs> <at> him. <laughs> Preach. Right. Yeah. You know, we're giving the, the actors a lot of credit, but I just have to say that the writing this season has been phenomenal. Yeah. They have been writing with a, a, a sword almost. Like, like, <laughs> it's just been so beautiful, and I'm, I'm grateful. The, the reason that this means so much to us is because we know where we met Ra. We know mm-hmm. we met mm-hmm. So that evolution is beautiful, and I'm mm-hmm. grateful for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's fair. All of that is fair, but I think that sometimes um, it's not... It's, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but it's definitely going to be worth it. And yes. I think with them, it's definitely going to be worth it because they do have that love there. And we already announced, like, the reason they broke up the engagement was really because of the whole thing with Blue. Blue knows. Now let's work through it. you got to always go through it. You can't they, run they away from it. That's a big one. we got to run through Come it. On. we got to go through it. That's how you get stronger. So I'm always going to be Team Darla because I feel like there's a lot of love there and it's worth fighting for. And the friendship is there. Yeah. And that's what I'm happy to see. The friendship is definitely developing. It's getting stronger. Well, well, so I want them to show that healthy co-parenting in the black family. Hello. though. That's, that's and that's, that's important. That that's that's important. important. That's fair. And mm-hmm. without the it's happening because we want to be together. Maybe it's happening because we really just care about our kid and want right. to make sure he's right. in an environment that's safe for him. Right. And so that's I hope they kind of tease that out some more. But um, <laughs> she's just like, I want no, to. No, this thing I was like, because you know we're not getting that from Davis. <laughs> can, can I just say that in the chat, you guys want to know the results in the chat? Yes. Yeah. Disha. They're like, yes. Disha, 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 Disha. She's getting him on track. She's straightening his life out. And he lo- he like, genuinely enjoys her. I was a little upset about how quick he got that phone when he saw Darla's name. Because at that point, you should be like, eh. Because you love who but, you love. Right. And he got dressed. That's that soul tie. You know, he, he literally like, He got dressed. He's going to like hang out. On the phone for a bit, but see, he's just growing with Disha. Like yeah. it's just a sense of growth with Disha, yeah. and I feel like you said, you know, they're going through it, or you have to go through it to get stronger. They've been going through it forever, and I think it's, <laughs> we need to just pause on the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> that mean we can't revisit it, but as yeah. of right as now, right, crying in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Definitely yeah. like build the friendship up, building blocks, foundations, and yeah. then get back together. Right, right, right. right. Uh, but we also got to talk about Noah's epiphany. This was the first time. I am ready for Nova's journey on the way back. Uh, For me, when I saw her finally say, I've lost my family, I was like, now we're ready to start. Now we can start the redemption story. Uh, That's how I felt finally getting that. And of course, I I love that she she got that kick in the butt from you, though, where you're like, wait a minute, have you not asked him about this? Were you guys, especially Dante, were you... we used to shocked that she has not asked Calvin at all this entire relationship, whether or not he's been part of brutality or seen it. You know what? I think she probably tried to turn a blind eye too. I mean, you know, sometimes when you love and love hard, you you know you have blinders on, yeah. and I think she's trying to take off the blinders. But with his uh, response. Do I think they're going to stop dating or, you know, doing what they did? No. I don't think it's going to change or affect her moving forward with him. That relationship was forged in privacy and secrecy. That's right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even this, like, first episode, you see her outside the house, and he got his wife and kids, and he's running mm-hmm. around. So there was a lot that she had to turn a blind eye to initially that she yeah. didn't pry. She was like, I'm, I'm grateful for this moment. Yeah. It never got to be, you know? Right. Same with him. He mm-hmm. never, she was such an activist. She had all these things going on. He never asked her about it. Right. He never wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they, David said that last episode, everything was, the passion was not the problem, is that we didn't have any real intimacy of mind and I think that 
you know, it's just unfortunate. It's not an epiphany. We all, okay, let me. Uh, we knew, we knew, yeah. could have suspected that. It's just well, that she should have asked. You know, when I, when Micah said that question to me, that that kind of like I had never thought about it. And I'm saying you're with a cop, and you've never once asked him if he's ever bru- and like these are stories she's covering. You know, it's not like right. she, she's in that space. You know, <laughs> she's at jail with two sweet, and she's yeah, yeah, yeah. so that to me was like the biggest hypocrisy. And the fact that it seemed like they were together now and they're going to stay together. But it's levels and levels of hypocrisy in this episode. I feel like it's, a, it's the dangers of a single story. Even to see how Proctor checked her on like the ideas of what she's ta- thought of her father and how she saw that happening. And I feel like so many times we're seeing things from just one person. Nova sees things from just her perspective. Yeah. And I think that that's just not okay. So I'm glad and Vi is praying for her like a good auntie should. <laughs> but I think that Lo- Nova has a lot of growing to do to kind of get back to a place of healing. Candy, do you think there was... Uh, was there like... I want to say, they, did they draw a distinction between Romero here and Nova, where Romero seemed to stick by his ideals, but Nova and Calvin aren't? Mm, that's an interesting question. Um, I think that Nova, Nova is just an interesting person. Y'all know how I feel. I'm not Team Nova at all this season. Um, I think that I don't know. She's all, she's up in the air for me. I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to really say. What, what do you guys you, think? What makes you not Team Nova? What makes me not, yeah. not, yeah. first of all, she's extremely selfish, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think that, and it just goes back to the book. You know, that was very selfish for her to place those stories into that book, knowing that her family hadn't even dealt with mm-hmm. those issues. You know, she didn't even give them the opportunity to deal with it privately, yeah. and she put those things into the book. So for me, it's just like, I, I don't know, I just, I turned off a long time ago about sympathizing for her or really caring about uh, the things that really affect her, because, like, like how dare you try and come back and be there for your family when you completely threw your family under the bus to begin with. And and what makes Micah fine with it? Because Micah, from the jump, never seemed to be really upset about the book. At all. What do you think made Micah fine with that book? He's been living in this bubble, y'all. You know what I mean? His parents tried to cultivate this perfect experience. He didn't have to reconcile with what it meant to be black, what it meant to, you know Mm. what I mean? So in searching for truth and searching for his identity and stuff, this was like the Bible to his life. You know what I mean? This explained why we moved to Louisiana and what this dynamic is and why this has always been a little bit weird and why grandma was never around. You know what I mean? So, I mean, just imagine that. You know what I mean? Having that information when your ears have kind of, you know what I mean? He's had, like, headphones on his whole life while there was craziness and nonsense going on in the background. So we we don't think she put in the book the scene where she covers him up and he, he, you know, at the police station he feeds himself and she covers him up. See, she left that out, okay? (laughs) See? So how do you leave that out? That ain't protecting my Exactly. That what is your intent? No, but even if you know, I would. I wish it was like a real book. Though. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> 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 all about truth. Right, right, right. <laughs> but guess what? Even if they did, even yeah. if she, she put that part in it, I think Michael would be big enough. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm not equating his plight to Darla's plight. That mm-hmm. is something different. I agree yeah. that that was selfish to put things mm-hmm. that hadn't yet been dealt with by those people. But if Micah's situation had been put into that novel, I think he would acknowledge that this is a story that deserves to be told. Mm-hmm. I think that I supersedes any sort of like embarrassment or like, now my friends aren't going to think I'm cool. That's the reality of the situation. Because that was the yeah. basis of the other stories, because she thought that those stories needed to be told. But why not this one? Because that's a very because, powerful because story. Such an important story. Exactly. exactly. Why didn't she tell that story in that Paradigm. It was more important than half the than half the stories yeah. that you even told. The conjecture True. about your own father committing murder—you know—you throw that in there. And right? I was so happy, prosperous. But straight. the jumping yeah. to Good. conclusions yeah. about that, and I'm so like, you cannot heal from anything you don't address. Absolutely, yeah. but you can all—you also can't make decisions for people's 
level of maturity and readiness to heal. You should have brought that to them first. And this is what I'm doing with it. You have the opportunity because at the end of the day, people are facing their truth, even not by however traumatic it seems they're going to come out on the other side better because of it but there's going to be a rough patch and and, and as you said I think Prosper kind of illustrated that to her like you put a whole thing your your dad possibly committed murder and then you find out he's like burying this anger exactly and for me it's just like you can't tell these other people's stories just from your perspective you should have done Mm -hmm. just like she said she reached out to Jimmy Dale to get his point of view well why didn't you reach out to everybody else to get their point of view because you didn't care you didn't care so no one felt any like sense of empathy for her when she was calling um, her her boyfriend. What what? Crying. What was what was that? Was that I did no. feel a sense of empathy for that was the one moment where she said I really feel I've lost him. I wanted her to understand and feel that like you cost yourself your family. Hopefully we'll get him back, but you need to know that in that moment that you've lost them. Since you threw your family away. You didn't lose them, you threw them away. Well, see, here's the thing. I did feel a sense of empathy, however. I'm like, well, I mean, now it's on your terms. Now you see, you know, all the dynamics are now you're facing reality. But you should have saw that months ago when you even got the idea in your head. Oh, I'm just going to talk about Darla, and I'm going to put this in there and put that in there. The effects... Uh, and devastation that it was going to lead mm-hmm. and the fallout, you know? I'm, I'm yeah. Team Justice for Nova, so let me just yeah. say one thing. Y'all can, <laughs> Y'all can create a, we don't like Nova Facebook fans. It's not even that, but yes. We are, as very articulate people, we are, are championing things like mental health and inner fitness even. This is a family that has, as many black families do, trouble putting language to those things. And I think that, you know, she kind of did this to put it all on the table. And she's like, I know it's ugly, but we all have to look at this thing. You were just talking about looking at this challenge and walking through it. And if we're going to be warriors, we got to know what we're up against. Is there a better way she could have done it? No, but some really beautiful things I'm hoping will come out of this. Even the way Charlie is just, you know, when Romero in this episode comes up and says, you did this. She's like, that's the reality. Lauren Hill. That's the reality. You know what I mean? I didn't Whereas yeah. in previous season, she'd be like, no, but you don't understand. I was trying. She just looks at him and says, that's what it is. And I think everybody is looking at themselves in the mirror and being like, yeah. This is what it is. And, and it's, it's so great that you said that because we actually had this conversation in our last episode and uh, mm-hmm. we took it back to our news segment where Ava was saying that she created this conversation so that, especially in the black community, what happens in this house stays in this house. Yeah. So that we can talk about the skeletons that aren't typically discussed. Mm-hmm. I get that, but there's still a way to do that. I, think, so too, I yeah. think that putting it into a book for the world to see is not how to do it. Maybe you talk about it at a family barbecue. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. you talk about it. I don't know, but... On a public scale, that is not how you do it. Because she left it open for other people to be able to come in and give their opinion and their insight, which in in turn is very criticizing and um, also makes them deal with it in a way that's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. You've opened up their story to that. Exactly. I I just know... To your point, I just feel like you can try to have those conversations with older people, especially people, and they'll tell you to your face, I'm too old to change. Just like that. I've heard that told to me straight up to my face as that word. You know, so, and I think that it's in the black community, but it's also in the Asian community. It's also in so many other communities. So I think it's something that can resonate across board and across nationalities and ethnicities. Absolutely. It's a a human issue. Absolutely. That's that's why people love uh, Queen Sugar. It happens to be about a black family, but there's so many universal tropes and dynamics that people can identify with. Definitely. And, And before, 
before we move on to our special segment, we got to just say, like, Aunt Vi is back, right? Aunt Vi is back. Yes. Aunt Vi! Can we give an advice? And I was like, oh, she's back. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we don't know if we like Nova, we Team Disha, Team Darla, but everybody's like, I love Aunt Vi. Aunt Vi. I can't wait to find out the secret, because something went down. Something went down. But before we get there, um, let's get to it. What favor are you cashing yeah, in, yeah. Yes. And it gotta be something big because there was times you should have cashed in a favor. And I mean, earlier. it was Come on. Yeah. I'm cashing in a favor. Now she's, he's showing up at. And he said, I'm, he said, I'm gonna try. And she said, Oh, no, no. He's gonna try. <laughs> it was You're a godfather do. moment. <laughs> yeah, this was good. Okay, I want sorry. the secret. But anyway. <laughs> I want the secret. But we do have a little bit of news. So, let's do uh, it. Let's get to our special segment After Buzz TV News. Well, today, since we do have a special guest, I want to just kind of talk about your personal news and things that you have going on. Because I know that you mentioned before the show started that you were doing a little Broadway before. I was. I was. I was working on a show called Choir Boy. Uh, It was written by Terrell McCraney. Who actually has a new show coming to own called David Makes Man? So oh, good. Um, so after next week's uh, Queen Sugar episode, you'll get to see the full uh, David Makes Man experience. Um, but about the Broadway thing, it was beautiful. I'm, I'm so fiercely committed to advocating for people who look and love like me. I'm, I'm able to do that on Queen Sugar and Choir Boy all the more. It, it uprooted a history of Negro spirituals and put them in this 2019 boarding school, and it was it was epic. It was wow. Really epic. Mm, okay. Let's dig a little yeah. deeper, because yeah. it sounds good. It sounds good. So, uh, are we going to hear any singing from you? Yeah, there was, there was some vocals on so the track. So you got a, okay. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me find track. out you got a voice. Yeah, yeah, I come from singing. My first oh. gig was Lion King on Broadway. Wow. A decade ago, to hold them on now. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the first gig, and I've been meaning to make my way back to music, and that felt like synergy, you know, wow. realizing that project. All right, so can we sing any more Broadway in the future? Oh, good. Is this a thing? Is this a thing? Yeah, it would have to be right. I don't think you'll catch me in, in tights, you know, doing Frozen on Broadway, but if it's if it's something that feels important that has some of the conversations that we've been, you know, soliciting in this conversation, I would love to. Will we get them on Queen Sugar? Uh, we'll get some singing on some Queen Sugar? Talk to you. I get, you know, yeah. Maybe. Writers, writers, let's get this writer's right, room. Wait, wait. Yes. Micah just starts with becoming a rapper or something. Yeah, yeah. Let's utilize yeah. skills. You got something to say. Yeah. Nice. And um, we got another segment, the big easy scene, where we get a little flavor of uh, New Orleans life. Yes. Ooh. Are y'all ready for this? Yeah. Because today we're going to talk about a few things that you probably didn't know. Oh, you feeling this? I'm feeling <laughs> I got transition music. I love it. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about a few things that you probably didn't know about New Orleans. So, the first being, despite what people think, New Orleans Bourbon Street was not named after the whiskey. It was actually named after the Bourbon Dynasty of France. Oh, did anyone uh, know that? I did not know that. Um, well, let me just put the disclaimer out there. I love the city of New Orleans. Yeah. I, and, and I tell bourbon? them every episode that I'm probably going to move there when I have my kids and get married um, <laughs> in the future. So, and, and, yes. bur- and bourbon, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the next thing, um, spikes on many poles in the city uh, used to be to protect the daughters of French aristocrats from unwanted suitors. But today they're helpful, but only to prevent Mardi Gras goers from climbing up the poles. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think they're called Romeo spikes. No? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, New Orleans is one of the few U.S. cities that has been run under three different flags. 
Anybody know the different flags? Guests? Confederate? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too too real, man. It was uh, founded France. by the French, of course. Yes. Yeah. had a period under Spanish rule, mm-hmm. then was ruled under the French again, and then eventually sold to the United States. Wow. So, French, Spanish, and U.S. Um, New Orleans is the only place in the world where slaves were allowed to own drums, which eventually led to the city's creation of jazz music. Wow. How beautiful. It gave us some drums. It was nice. <laughs> yeah, no, black people were making lemons, uh, lemonade out of lemons. All the time. Always. It's like, yeah, no choice. Yeah. The first game of poker was played in New Orleans in the 19th century using a 20-card pack. And, last but not least, New Orleans is called the Crescent City because of the distinctive curve of the Mississippi River that runs right through it. Wow, another thing I did not know. Yes, mm. so those wow. are your few fun facts about New Orleans. Thank you, Mr. Well. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Is there anything that hugely surprised you about New Orleans when you started filming down there? Um, what surprised me? There, there's so many. Like, it feels almost like you're not in the United States because there's not that. Like, you can walk around with your drink. I don't know if any of you. It was the perfect place to turn 21 when we had. But New Orleans, it's hard to explain, but there is just something there that grounds you, that slows you down. That's really surprising, that you can find that, despite the calamity that is the United States, that there is just this unspoken peace. Um, Oprah can articulate it better than I can. How She talks about she walks into a room with her ancestors. Like You feel those bodies there, so you never truly feel alone. Um, it's a very polite place. I know I started this interview talking about how it's ugly, but what I really mean to say is that there's just a realness there. Yeah. You walk mm-hmm. down the street and people greet you. And that's why, to bring it right back to Queen Sugar, that's the authenticity that you're seeing. New Orleans just calls for that. You would stick out like a sore thumb if you were feigning or trying to flex and like, talk about how cool you were. Like, it just really peels you back and, and you're forced to be the real you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we definitely feel it. Um, but we got some predictions to to come up. So, uh, Miss Embezzle Daniel, you begin us off. You already know my prediction. Ooh, ooky spooky. Okay, so I definitely think that um, you know, we talked a little bit about Hollywood and Envy, and I think that I'm happy that he's back, and we're unpacking that, but I definitely think that we're definitely going to continue to see Darla mm-hmm. and um, and uh, and Ralph Angel work on their relationship, but also I really like what's going on between Kiki and Micah, and I really love the pause between that, so I really want to see that continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Well, that was mine, too. Even though um, Team Disha... Disha, all day, every day. <laughs> Darla's creeping back in there. She's getting back in that heart. So I just feel like with the history that they have together, yeah. I just see her and Ralph Angel reuniting. I'd like to talk about uh, Micah and Kiki and these prom arrangements. Is she writing? Definitely. She is definitely. I just saw you hit that. That's like we saw the whole. That's my prediction. Is Kiki writing? Michael, don't mess this up now. I like Kiki, and you was messing up. What's going on? No, I think after all, Micah has seen from his parents. I think he's like, you know, we all do that. I don't want to be my dad. I don't want to be my parents' mistakes. I don't want to. So I like Kiki. I I think. I want to see more from Kiki and her family and her backstory because she is like a grounded. I like, love her. For her to be yes. that to say, like, we're going to talk about it, but I'm going to 
plan to talk about it. <laughs> you know, here's how it's going to go down. So I, I like that moment um, yeah. between them. But what do I see as prediction? I think I think we're going to see Darla try to creep back into her. It'll happen naturally, and I think she's going to interpret it as romantic, and he's going to be like, no, this was me supporting you as, you know, the mother of my child, mm. but me and Dieter are together. So I think we'll see a misinterpretation on her part. Ooh. But I have a question. Yeah, now, when she called at night, she she calls at night, but the mother of your child is a former addict, and this book just came out. I'm gonna pick it up just to but make sure. To me, so you don't need to be calling me at this. You can call me at nine. It would be different if, if he was like, when he introduced Disha, he introduced her as a friend. So it'd be very different. I, I definitely think it was inappropriate. But I would For say, just to, just to play devil's oh, advocate, yeah, yeah. I definitely think that he introduced her as a friend. Two, that's her man at the end of the day. Like, that's still her. They have a relationship. They have a, they're, they're family. Wait, who's Wait, who? They're family. Wait, who's man? I just Darla. Say, <laughs> they're family. Wait, and, she call me crazy. and she called him last time and he didn't call her back. Remember? Last, last episode? No, we'll, we'll have a call. How do you notice? Because I literally said <laughs> she called him, he Sis. didn't answer, no, well, and then she went to go see the other guy, and well, he was like, oh, you're sponsored. Maybe have, he called her back later. We're going to have a conversation well, oh, about true. relationship ownership in the next episode. <laughs> I don't think anyone owns anyone in any relationship, <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> guys, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, That's Mr. Rapp, for joining Peace. us. We appreciate Peace. it. Peace. Peace. Hey, Peace. Thank you, guys. Such a pleasure. Thank you. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Hey guys, always a pleasure. It is Miss Candy Marie. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Candy Marie and on Twitter at Sweet Kindoy TV. And Dontara Terrell here. You can find me on all social media platforms at Dontara Terrell. And it's Thelmain Basil Daniel. You can find me on Instagram at Thelmain and Twitter at Moxie Soul. And Nick Ash, where can they find you? I'm Nick Ash. You could just set up a bat signal and put it in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I promise. No, I'm Nick Ash. N C K A S H on Instagram. Peace. See you guys next week. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 